in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, when you pray, thy kingdom come, for what do you ask? Hmm? I mean, what do you expect when you pray that petition? Well, here's the answer. You beg for the Lord's Good Friday kingdom of salvation reign to come to you. Yes, that's right. You're asking for God's kingdom to come to you. Good. Now the next big question is this. How in the world does God's kingdom come to me? Well, the answer is, as we just said, God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us his Holy Spirit so that by his grace we believe his holy word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. Now, brothers and sisters, one of the big priorities of the Lord's Prayer is the kingdom of God, his reign, his dominion. And do you know his kingdom, in fact, did come? <laughs> it did. When? With Jesus. I'm here to tell you that God reigns on the earth as Jesus was born, as Jesus suffered and died and rose again on the third day. Yes, God's kingdom came with Jesus. But in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus wants you to ask that his reign, his kingdom, would come to you. That he would establish his protective and preserving Good Friday Lordship over you in your life in order that you will live under him in his salvational kingdom, both now in this time in which you live and forever in heaven. But our uh, sinful flesh, our old Adam, tempted and ruled by Satan, rebels against kings and kingdoms. Oh, the old Adam loves it when he's sovereign where the self or the individual is king. To illustrate, you'll all get this one. We want the federal and the state governments off our backs and out of our lives. Let me push it some more to clinch the point. We want the church off our backs and out of our lives as well. And the old Adam, the old Adam, our sinful nature, wants God out of his life as well. You remember the crowds that clamored for our Lord's crucifixion? What did they say? What did they scream? We have no king but Caesar. Today's 21st century crowds, what do they shout? We have no king but ourselves. We are sovereign. I am sovereign. I am the Lord of my life. I do what I want. The truth of the matter is this, is that everyone has a king and that there are only two kingdoms in which we live. You either live under the kingdom of the devil or the kingdom of God. And so I warn you, the kingdom of the devil is the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of the devil is the kingdom of this world. It is a kingdom that is ruled by the father of lies, Satan himself. And Satan's lie is this, that we can all be little divinities in place of God. It is a kingdom in which everyone serves themselves and believes in themselves, where every appetite and every desire is fulfilled and indulged, 
where everyone pretends that they're God. But, you know, it's a kingdom that's really not a kingdom at all. Why is that? Because it's built on a, it's built on a lie. And so it results only in anarchy and chaos. Does that look like our country? Does that look like the world? Yeah. Duh. And it ends in what? Death and destruction. Does that sound familiar? What's going on in the world? Are you paying attention? And so the devil turns out to be no king at all. Why not? <laughs> because Jesus is the Lord and not the devil. Hell is not the kingdom of the devil. Hell is the end and outcome of the devil's kingdom, but it's ruled over by God, by God the Father in his wrath. Now, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, however, is the gracious rule established in the flesh of Christ, mangered in Bethlehem and enthroned on the wood of the Good Friday cross for your salvation. It is the reign of Jesus as he Good Fridayly lords his atoning death over sinners and all their sin, like you and me, from the right hand of his Father in heaven. The kingdom of God is the exertion of God's will to save sinners, like you and me, from his wrath by sending his Son into the world to redeem and deliver us all from the power of the devil, to give us all new citizenship in heaven, to bring us all to himself, to rule over all of us as gracious king that he is, the king of righteousness, life, and salvation. Jesus, his kingdom, rules over and against all our sin, death, hell, and yes, even a bad or an evil conscience. So the kingdom of God comes among us when God sends his Holy Spirit, who works faith in our hearts, by means of the proclaimed word, and then the Holy Spirit who renews us in the forgiveness of sins so that we lead a godly life here in time and then in eternity. Now, since I can't help myself, here's another important biblical truth that I want you to learn tonight. Listen carefully. God's name and his kingdom go together. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom. God's name and his kingdom go together. Where God locates his name, that is where he stakes the claim of his kingdom, and there he gives the eternal treasures of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Where our Lord's name is and his kingdom are, there the Holy Spirit causes the saving death of Jesus to be proclaimed. In the water of baptism, in the spoken word of absolution, the gospel, and in the body and blood of the Lord's Supper. Brothers and sisters, in, with, and under the word of God, the Holy Spirit is at work, extending the Good Friday reign of Jesus among you. You, burdened by your sin, the Holy Spirit says through the word, you're forgiven. Jesus died for you. You can flee from Satan and you can flee to Jesus for protection, like refugees fleeing from a hostile dictator. And you can cling to the cross and receive shelter in the wounds of Jesus. So thy kingdom come. You pray this petition with your empty arms wide open in order to receive the eternal and imperishable gifts of our Lord. Jesus teaches you to pray for nothing less than the magnificent kingdom of God with all of its treasures. 
So God reigns as King of kings and Lord of lords on the earth in the death and the resurrection of Jesus' his Son. And God raised up his royal banner on the tree of the cross, jammed it in the earth and cried out, it's finished. The kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. So what remains? All that remains is for the kingdom of God to be revealed on the last day for our eyes to see when Jesus visibly returns in glory. What now is hidden and heard on the last day will be uncovered and seen with our eyes. Now the kingdom of God comes hiddenly in grace when the Spirit works faith in Christ, crucified and risen through the word and sacraments. But on the last day, the kingdom of God will come in glory with the revelation of Jesus and the resurrection of all the dead. It is toward that day then, and in the confidence that Jesus teaches us to pray, our Father, thy kingdom come. In the name of Jesus.